Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's second episode in this podcast series, Tracy's Talk. Um, Today, we're going to be covering something that a lot of people deal with, and that is anxiety. Um, I personally have had anxiety since I was about eight years old when I could remember having my first full-on panic attack. So that is very young to be feeling, you know, any kind of stress, let alone having panic attacks. So I feel that this is kind of an important topic. Um, I went ahead and went online and got some statistics and some good information from Anxiety and Depression Association of America. They have a website and if you log on, you can find a bunch of, you know, good information, statistics, facts about anxiety. What is anxiety? What is panic disorder? You can find all that good information on their website. Um, To start off, let's see, 40 million people suffer with anxiety daily, if not on a weekly basis. So 40 million people is definitely a lot of people. Um, I can speak for myself and when I say when I'm in the midst of an anxiety attack, when I'm in the midst of a panic attack, I feel like I am the most afraid that I've ever been in my entire life. Um, And I feel like I have to be the only person that ever feels this way when in reality there is a lot of people in the world that struggle with anxiety it's not you know unique to just me or you there are a lot of people that deal with this every single day and that's always an important thing to remember with 40 million people struggling with anxiety only 36.9 of those people i'm sorry (laughs) 36.9 36.9 percent receive treatment so out of 40 million people 36 percent receive treatment so that's kind of a big gap um i feel that in dealing with this issue it's almost difficult to find the strength within oneself to actually make it to the doctor to make it to a therapist to seek help because the first thing that you have to do as an individual is say okay this is a problem I know for many years I'd have panic attacks and I've had anxiety and I used to think oh this is fine it'll go away it always does and kind of sweep it under the rug Well, we all know that anxiety doesn't just go away overnight because you think it'll be better the next day. Every day is a new day, of course, but everyone should have that opportunity to go and seek help, find a therapist, find a psychiatrist that will work with you, that will actually listen because that is another issue in anxiety, depression, is finding a doctor that will listen. A lot of doctors kind of see you and they say, well, I'm not going to give you this. I'm not going to, you know, this is my treatment plan and this is what it is if you don't like it. That adds to almost more anxiety of the 
things that you have to do to even seek help. Sometimes it's scary to make that first step and I get it. Um, I didn't see a doctor until I could physically take myself to a therapist when I had turned 18. When I had turned 18, I realized that this was way bigger than me. I could no longer, you know, control my anxiety, my worrying about every little thing. I couldn't control it anymore. So what I ended up having to do is I took myself to a psychiatrist, which was scary because my entire life, my parents had told me that my anxiety that I was feeling was me needing attention, was me with my attention seeking behavior. It wasn't a real thing. So when I had seen the doctor, finally, I had said, you know what, I'm not even sure that I have a real problem. I don't really know what's going on. I just know that I get extremely worried, extremely fearful, and sometimes it's triggered by absolutely nothing. So I went to that doctor. That doctor had helped me out. I had a few... um, appointments a week paired with medication and slowly but surely I found my way out of that extremely dark tunnel over the years as the years went on you know I was in a darker place than I was the previous year I was getting ready for bed at 5 p.m and I was almost anticipating spending at least three hours going through back to back to back panic attacks and it was like that for me for a few years I would clean my room the exact same way starting at three I would make sure that I was ready for bed at five I would lay down at five and then five to eight o'clock I would lay there in extreme agonizing debilitating panic attacks it was a structure for me every single day and it was a miserable structure but it was something it was something to help me to sort of ground myself and knowing that i'm safe i'm in an environment that everything is fine i'm not in any real danger but i cannot control these physical actual panic attacks there was no trigger for me then my trigger was actually me feeling like i almost had to have my panic attacks to make it to the point where i could go to bed successfully so you know nothing about anxiety is something that you can really control anxiety can be everyday worry um you know, worrying about finances, worrying about your personal relationships. And it can be something to something so intense that you cannot even deal with your everyday life. Making yourself go to bed at five o'clock because you anticipate the horror that you're about to go through for, you know, three hours plus is not a normal routine for anybody. And it was that experience alone that made me want to seek help eventually i did that for so long that i thought you know nobody else lives like this nobody else lives in such fear that they can't be outside that they can't be you know with their friends living a normal life 
because they're inside, you know, worrying about when the next panic attack is going to strike. I realized that that wasn't a normal way to live. And so apparently, you know, I'm not alone. 40 million people deal with that every day. Um, so anxiety can develop from your genetics, from your brain chemistry, your personality, and even life events can contribute to a level of one's nervousness, a level of one's anxiety as they get older. I know that in my youth, um, we were brought up in somewhat of a stressful environment. It was not a carefree be a kid, you know, go outside and play, go do this with your friends. It wasn't a real carefree environment. And only in my, you know, 28 years of experience, do I wish it was better? Yeah. Do I wish that I could have, you know, spent more years just being a kid and not worrying about adult things? Of course. But you have to be able to look back at, you know, the years of your life that kind of shaped who you are as an adult. And those years definitely shaped who I am today, how I think, how I parent. The stressful times in someone's life sometimes can bring about the most successful people. So I think... You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing to go through stress in one's life because stress, on one hand, it can be out of control. On the other hand, it can also be a driving force to make you do better. Stress can be an amazing motivator for a lot of us. And I think for me, you know, of course that's true. Um, Panic disorder affects 6 million adults. So, you know, separate from anxiety, panic disorder. So that affects 6 million adults, right? Um, Even less than general anxiety. So, but it's still a big number. 6 million is a lot of people. And me personally over here, I've been thinking that I had to be the only person that was struggling with this, you know, debilitating panic attacks. And I mean... I can always tell when one is about to start because I can feel the temperature shift in my body. I can feel it's almost like a hot flash. And then my muscles kind of immediately start to tense. My heart rate starts to be a little bit faster, a little bit more intense. I can actually feel what feels like my heart is like beating out of my chest. And it's almost like I'm standing in a very scary situation that is like a life or death. I know a lot of people have associated panic attacks with a fight or flight. And that's exactly what you feel on the inside. You feel like you've either got to fight for your life or you've got to run for your life. But the kicker with panic disorder is that you feel this way. But in reality, nothing is happening around you that's actually a danger to you. You feel like you've got to run and get out of there, but you're fine. In reality, you're fine. 
but in your mind you feel like you're not fine so that is kind of a trigger for many years i couldn't go to a movie theater why because i would sit down and i would feel like as soon as i sit down i've got to look for the exits i've got to find a way to get out of there in case i'm having an emergency and an emergency being an anxiety attack you never want to feel that you are stuck in like a stationary place when you are having anxiety it is absolute torture to feel like you're in a fight or flight stance and you can't go anywhere that is probably among the scariest feelings you know i've ever felt so doing everything everyday things like going to the movies and going to the store is you know a big issue for a lot of people um women are twice as likely to be affected by anxiety it's just genetically you know we're more predisposed to having general anxiety having panic disorder having ocd women are just finding themselves dealing with those a lot more i would say um than men and you know nobody can really help that it kind of is what it is um let's see i lost my train of thought which is not a good thing to be doing when you're supposed to stay on a train of thought <laughs> throughout this whole podcast. Um, so anxiety affects 25% of children between the ages of 13 and 18. For my personal you know, life's journeys with this thing, I have found that that's true. You know, when you start to get into your teenage years, you have so many more things that you're stressed about than you did when you were in kindergarten, right? You've got relationships, you've got school, you've got grades, you've got 10 other things being thrown your way. Um, so of course, that's going to be stressful and that's probably going to induce some more anxiety in certain people. Also, a statistic is that untreated children do poorly in a school setting. So we have, you know, kids that are struggling with general anxiety, maybe kids that are struggling with panic disorder like I was when I was 10 years old. Of course, their focus is going to be on, you know, how do they just get through the day? in one piece rather than they're not going to be focused on their grades so much anxiety and panic disorder is one of those things that is very crippling to a lot of people and especially somebody very young um, they just want to make it to the next day and believe it or not i know it sounds funny but when you are in the midst of a panic attack, you feel that you have tunnel vision. You know, when it's very intense, your heart rate is up, you feel like you've got to move in some kind of way or another. Um, and if somebody's right in your face telling you, hey, you're okay, you're not going to understand that because your mind is telling you that you're not okay. And, you know, what is more effective? The person in front of you telling you, yeah, it's okay. Or your mind telling you, no, this specific situation is not okay. Um, 
you know, your mind is always louder. It's a step louder than anything else around you. So I feel like as adults, you know, a lot of people struggle with this. But we need to make sure that we are vigilant in our kids. Let's, you know, focus on their behaviors, on their worries, on their fears. You know, kids tell us things without actually telling us things. And I think that is a great resource for us because me per se, me for example, I've been doing this basically my whole life. And sometimes I notice little mannerisms in my daughter, she's four, that, you know, I had done as a child, that I was trying to cry out for help in my nervousness and my anxiety and I've noticed some things in her so I think it's very important that we listen to our kids that we understand what they're saying and you know they tell us a lot of things without directly telling us and so I think that's important to go off of I think it's important that your kids always feel like they can come to you without you initially shutting them down i think that as a parent that is our responsibility to guide our kids to be the best parents that we can be for those of us who didn't grow up with you know a great healthy parent child relationship or an environment that was crazy i know a lot of us can relate to that Um, We always, at the end of the day, want to make sure that that is not what we are putting our own kids through. We want to put our kids through better and give them the resources they need so that they can succeed as they get older so that they don't have to struggle with the same things that we've struggled with. I know that's true for me, and I can only hope that that's true for other people out there listening. And for those of us that don't have any kids... Now that you have the resources and the internet and the access to therapy, everybody should know that this is not a rare thing. So many people deal with anxiety every day and panic disorder and OCD and post-traumatic stress disorder. It's not, you know, rare. So I feel like it's important to... Kind of take a deep breath to know that, to know you're not crazy, to know that these are everyday things that everyday people go through. And not everybody has a scarlet letter on their forehead that says, I struggle with this, I have this, I've been dealing with this for this many years. Everybody on the outside looks like they've got it together. But the important thing is that we on the inside can use our resources that we have today to help to keep our stress on a more manageable level. So this episode was 19 minutes and 20 seconds. (laughs) I went a little bit more than what I thought, you know, that I would have. But thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, in a couple days, I'll put up a new episode and it'll be a surprise until then. (laughs) So thank you for listening to my second published podcast. 
I'm semi-proud of this episode. No, I'm kidding. I'm very proud of it. Um, I'm glad that I have the opportunity to talk about these things that maybe otherwise I wouldn't be able to talk about. So thank you all so much for listening. And I'll see you in three days for episode number three. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon.